This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. You got dating trouble, well, they got what you need. Listen to Jordana and Jared Freed, You Up Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. Virtually, we're, we're back to the, uh, of, uh, the, the Zoom days of old. Exactly. We had to we had a slight uh, regression towards the days of yore. Yes. <laughs> because our whole Betches podcast team has been wiped out with uh with COVID, as is Maddie, our producer, and obviously the she runs the U Up account. So we're virtual. Maddie and Sean came down with COVID. They're gonna be fine. Um both of them surprisingly anti vaxxers. I had no <laughs> I really didn't see it coming. <laughs> They, exactly. They're just denying. He, no. Yeah, they did. They said it doesn't exist. Just the sniffle. I don't know. No, <laughs> they're going to be fine. Um, but, you know, they made they didn't want us talent didn't want to get infected with their disease. Exactly. You've got to protect us. The goods. Uh, us above all. Right. <laughs> right. So what's going on? Jordan? You're, you're in your new humble abode. You're, you're on the Upper East Side, which it looks beautiful. Though you're, you're in the moving process, right? Yeah, I haven't hung any art up, but I've unpacked pretty much all of my stuff. You know, I have to say, I have a few thoughts on moving. The first Please. is that I will never not have someone pack up my apartment for me ever again because it was incredible. Wait a minute. You've packed yourself? No, clutter. So I use clutter. Yeah. They were amazing. They came and they packed up all the stuff. Yeah. And then they bring it to the next place, which I've, is. I, that's the only way to go. There, the only there way you've, is you've ever gone. You're saying that's the only way I've ever gone. Okay. I, 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 the idea. I mean, like, I mean, this is the the most Jewish son thing ever said. Like, my mom is like, you are not touching anything. Like, she won't. The like prince. the idea of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the idea, and then I think about. It, I'm like, no, I can do it. And then I'm like, like a your lazy whole, slob. Like every move you've had. Like even when you were younger. I mean, I didn't move when I was younger. I, I really, I stayed in places. That's why I'm so surprised that you moved so much. Like, I stayed in apartments for like three, four years at a time. Oh, no, but as like, you know, I move constantly. <laughs> I, this is my, this is my, mine and Mike, we've only, we've been living together. This is going to be, we're on, we've only lived together three years. This is our third apartment. That's crazy. <laughs> like, the, that is, we've been to every borough. We've been to three like, different boroughs. Moving <laughs> in New city. York. For people listening in New York, like they think that's like an insane thing because moving in New York is like, I like I've been the skinniest I've ever been in my life when I've had to like move in New York because it's like stressful. Oh yeah, to find it's a great place. diet, spring diet. Yeah, the, the moving diet. We should promote that. We should put that out there because you don't eat, you don't sleep, you don't drink as much because you're like we have to go look at the place. We got to go look at that place. It's it is, I and mean, then you got to pack, you got to unpack, you got to go through. You have to get these you know uh applications you got to get contracts you got to get insurance from your building their building the the movers it is 
And I don't think that's what it's like anywhere else. Like, I just think that it is just a... Th- and you have well, to do this... You have to land it right on the date. Like, everyone's yes. dates have to work. It is so fucking stressful. The application it, it, process, it, especially for some buildings, is crazy. It's mm-hmm. like, we want a letter of recommendation from your last landlord. Uh, mm-hmm. All your tax forms, like, <laughs> a letter from your mom saying that you're, <laughs> that you're responsible. Like, literally... An absurd amount, and I think we need. I needed like a friend reference to rent an apartment. They will look you in the eye with no irony, and be like, "So you have a million dollars in the bank, right?" Yes. And you're like, "Well," <laughs> and you go, "They don't even." They're, and you're like, "When's the joke coming?" Because that's an, what are you saying? And it's also you could you can rent some like complete shack of like yeah. you know. There's no microwave, but we're going to need like you to just uh, sign here that we get your firstborn child if, um, you know, there's any damage to the flooring. It is so and everyone living in New York is like nodding along, I'm sure, because there are times I remember I looked at an apartment where they had a mini fridge and it was one room. And I was like, what? And I was like, is there a living room? And they were like, the West Village is your living room. You get to live. (laughs) You can live in the park. No. This is a queen size room and we're like, you're like, in what? You're like, yeah, this is a queen size room. If the only thing in the room is a queen size bed, like literally if you yes. cannot walk in the room, but if you just jump into the room and you're on your bed, then it is a queen size room. If this is a new attraction at the Chuck E. Cheese where people can jump <laughs> around in the bed, yeah, this is a queen size yeah, room. You'd have to jump through the door onto the bed. It's like, yeah. just not ever. New York City real estate is, is unlike anything and especially now post covid it was very low in covid and yeah. now it's just like back with a vengeance but i have to say i used clutter they were great last year's move we packed ourselves not great i got into so many fights with mike last year i was because he was he went to work when i was there with the movers and i was like <laughs> rage texting him all fucking day i was like this is absurd you're i'm doing this whole thing i'm yeah. finding all your all your shit here you didn't pack this correctly this year uh use clutter seamless process i want to give it give them a shout out and also Please. if you use my name if you use code jordana you're gonna get 50 to 100 dollars off they do packing they do storage they do the whole the whole nine yards and they were just very very easy to work with even though it was like raining very intensely very smooth process listen there are things that are like what's what's worth money to me might not be worth money to the next person some people are like it's therapeutic when i pack myself i would be like we're two different fucking people it is it this is worth every penny to use a good moving company in the the promo code is very helpful, I'm sure, to anyone out there doing this stuff. It's just, hey, I don't know how you do it. So how is the Upper East? How, are you enjoying? I, is it everything you dreamt of? I love it. Okay, good. I feel, feel like I'm in a much than... better mood, to be totally honest. Really? Just being here. My, it's funny. I mean, all my friends are pretty much up here or like about to move here. So it's nice to just know I could like go hang out with someone mm. or like, you know, it's just so much more convenient, to be totally honest. I don't want to knock Long Island City. There's plenty of people who love it. Just wasn't my wasn't my vibe, um, but I have to say a downside is that because I know people here and because many mm. listeners of our podcast or many more listeners of our podcast are up here than in Long Island City, there's a lot more people to run into. And I have to say, I miss being able. The one thing I do miss about Long Island City is being able <laughs> to leave my apartment looking like complete trash. 
like like actual garbage i used to like because i take walks i take like long ass walks and i usually look like a homeless person i miss the anonymity of (laughs) long island city no but i I mean like it it, there is a thing to it where it's like i would leave and i would look like I wouldn't even think about how I looked because it was just no one. I've never saw anyone that I've ever known or who had any idea who I was at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I've already run into like two people. I know I ran into a couple fans at dinner the other night, which was great to meet people like and see people out. But I'm kind of like, okay, now I have to wash my hair now that I'm here. Yeah. It's like a, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> There's New York city um, can be a runway sometimes. You know, there's certain streets where it's like, I'm going to see someone I know. I'm going to see the guy I used to date. I'm going to see the woman I used to hook up with. I'm going to see, you know, the, 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 the podcast listeners. I mean, I'm, I have the, when I'm on the West Side Highway, I'm, I work out on this field. On the rom-com Westside field, Highway. yes. The rom-com field. If you follow on Instagram, you know the rom-com field. Well, it looks, and the reason I call it the rom-com field is it looks like it's the scene in every rom-com where... You know, the friend is with the lead character and they're like, so you're going to go out with the girl? Like, it looks like that field. And I'm, you know, the chubby friend working out next. And I feel like that. Friend, I don't think so. I think you're the lead. I'm the lead. I don't yeah. think so. I, I if anyone sees me on the rom-com field working out, it just looks like a seal flew out of the water and is flopping around on the grass. <laughs> it's just a bad look. So I know what you mean, where you're like, this is. Not how how I want to be seen, you right? Know? Or yeah, just it's a lot more pressure on uh, leaving. But I'm sure you also, get used to it. I'm sure your friends are going pop over for a drink, and you're like, ugh, I don't want to pop over. Um, do you get that? No uh, one's asked me to pop in yet. Now I'm all <laughs> insulted. Now I'm like, why hasn't anyone asked me to pop over just yet? No. Um, I mean, I've only been here a week. So yeah. um, that's what I'm going to say to protect my ego. But yeah, I'm sure there will be some of that or like, I mean, Sammy, Sammy lives around the corner for me now. So are we doing lunches? Are we doing brunches? We'll, are we doing? We'll see, I guess. Right. <laughs> like, we'll see how it we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, I just, you know, but also I think the your mood change has to be attached to it is spring. That spring too. has sprung. And as far as this podcast is concerned. It's first date season. It's you up season, and can, it's you up season. It's you up season. It's first date season. It is, and it's a like we say this before. It's like it's a hopeful time yes. in the city. Things are looking up. Things are excited. Uh, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we just said that two of our uh, four member team here <laughs> has COVID. But once they get over over that, it's over for yeah. you guys. Yeah, it's over for you, bitches. I I. <laughs> I, I but I will say um, it does feel like you know I I remember remember we were like oh man summer twenty twenty one is gonna be wild and it's like and then people were kind of like dipping their toe in you know going out more than we get you know then there'd be waves or whatever I am noticing every night everyone's out like yeah. right now it is it is the time to I, I mean. Maybe I was we maybe we were too soon on IRL summer. Like IRL spring. Like it is right now. Yeah. Handhold in spring. It's it's coming. Like it's there's happening. something in the air. I mean, I have traveled more in the last two months than I did mm. in the last two years. Things are happening, events are happening, people are out doing things. And I have this is a great segue into 
me talking about faux pas, which, as you guys Huge. know, launched, I guess, at this point. It's going to be last week. We're so excited about this drink. It's going to be the drink of the summer. Real vodka, real tequila. We've gotten some great feedback from you guys already. You can get it in your local liquor store. It is delicious. My favorite flavor is the tequila soda. 8% alcohol, so it really is in line mm. with that IRL summer. We're ready to get out there, and um, you're not fucking around anymore. Here we are. <laughs> no, <gonna> th- <laughs> we are not fucking around. Um, <laughs> let me congratulate you. This is such an exciting extension of the Betches universe. I think it's I'm, – I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. This is so Thank cool. you. Yeah. I mean, I have learned so much about the alcohol industry, which has another, been another really cool thing. And I've, you know, I've been there from the beginning of the development of this project, the tasting, the design, the whole thing, like, has so much of my Nalene and Sammy's and the rest of the Betches team, like, blood, sweat, and tears, like, put yeah. so much effort and energy into this. I've been traveling around this country selling, like, like – liquor store to liquor store going in and mm. like I'm a terrible salesperson but I am you know this product sells itself well I, I I will say this is such a great thing to meet people in real life if you listen to this podcast you have a personal connection to this drink you have a personal connection to the brand you have a personal connection to the the labeling and what's written on it because if you read every can they're like fun and you go to a party you're talking to someone there's a lull in conversation. You got a l- really good fun fact that exactly. is interesting and talkable and gets you talk. You know, talking to anyone. You know, I know the people. You know Jordana. You, you, know, you know me. The people who I own this. You know that that's pretty. Co- I yes. do think that's pretty cool. That sounds a little hokey, but I think that's a no. It's that's very a good cool. way to like bring it to a party. And if you guys read the back of the cans, so I, you know, I, I wrote the the back of the, the cans and basically they were supposed to be like, you're, you know, it looks a little fancy and intimidating at first. It's called faux pas. It's French. But then you read a little deeper into it and you see that it doesn't take itself too seriously and it's pretty fun. So we did a play on like wine tasting notes. So the back of the vodka soda says... This refreshing vodka soda contains hints of crisp mint and Meyer lemon. Secondary flavors of rage texting the ex who ghosted you add a layer of complexity. So <laughs> there's you up in all of it. It's infused yes. right into it. And I hope you guys go out and check it. Tag me in um, any pictures you have drinking it. Drink with your friends. Going to bring the whole group chat together. And I'm, I'm excited for summer 22. We have new merch. Um, let's read some emails. And what would J&J say? Mugs. We also have the hotline, which we're going to get to in a second, but go check out the merch, uh, the mugs. I mean, let's read some emails on a mug is like the perfect thing to be written on a mug just generally, not just, and it's a little inside wink to this podcast. Exactly. That is my favorite mug. It's just like, it's so fun. It's so fun. And again, it's like a nod to this podcast. You're not like... The podcast hasn't thrown up all over your wardrobe. It's not like excessive. <laughs> it's not berating. It's just like a fun way to show your support for the show and to, you know, to represent the the U Up podcast. I love the term thrown up on your wardrobe. It's not, it's not your worst friend's bachelorette party t-shirt. You know, this exactly. is the opposite of that. This is classy shit. 
guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Jared, there's one thing we forgot to mention. Yeah. In our spring frenzy, we almost forgot the most important thing of all, which is that we are going back on the road. We're back on the road. I am so excited. On the road again. The You A Podcast on the road again. We're bringing funnies to your town again. We're gonna bring the funnies on the road again. That was a little clunky, but we're coming. It's, it works. This is very exciting. Yeah, yeah it, it works. I mean, if you have a You Up on the Road again jingle, uh, <laughs> submit it, please. Uh, yep, I don't know if it can compete the, with that, though. No, um, I don't think so. So pre-sale <laughs> we're getting on tickets. the tour bus. It's happening. Exactly. Pre-sale is already there. Regular sale, I think, is going yeah. on sale two days from now. We're coming. Here's the list of cities we're coming. June 14th, we're going to Boston. June 22nd and 21st, we will be in San Francisco and LA. I'm not sure which day is which. <laughs> uh, July 13th, we're in Austin, Texas. Love it. July 27th, we're in Chicago. And wow. August 10th, we are back in New York, guys. So it's all happening. This is the summer of you up. If you've been to a show before, let me just say this is the show to bring your friends to. This is the party. It is like being at Jerry Springer. Like you're, you know, that's, <laughs> it, it, it really is. <laughs> yeah, classier Jerry Springer. Yes. It's like one of the classy episodes. No, but this is. I, I take, uh, and I know you do too, we take a lot of pride in how good the shows are. Like they exactly. are fun and how they are not just made for the insiders, they are for your group chat, they are for your mom, your dad to come to. That sounds weird, but uh, we have families come. We have, you know, you and your sister, you and your brother, the guy you're dating, the guy you've been seeing, the, the, the new woman that you have in your life. Really, this is for everybody because it is just such a fun event and we bring people on stage. We play Red Flag Deal Breaker. We do Awkward Sex. We have special guests and it's just such a fun, fun, fun night and we love doing the shows and if you've been before, it's a different show every time. If every you've time. never been, you're going to have a great time no matter what. If you want to go to the... LA one and then you're like hey let's take a road trip to Chicago you're gonna see two different shows and that's a fun one you know exactly trip to make 
And we get up there. We have a plan. We have an, yes. you know, we have a run of show. We don't just get up there and just do what we're doing now, which is just no. like <laughs> just Vamping. just word vomit. Um, we have a full produced show. Every single yeah. show again is different, and we bring you guys on stage. It's like this show, but the energy is just incredible. And you know, I know people who have seen it like four or five times. Every show is different. Every show is really really fun. It's a great show to come with your friends, anyone you're dating. Oh yeah, all that stuff. Just such a fun night. I mean, and those cities are like major, major cities. Like, you know, just, and not to say your city that you're sitting in right now stinks, but Austin, LA, San Francisco, Chicago. I mean, Boston, all of it. Boston. Oh, it's just, we're going to, I'm so excited. I I, I think we're, we we really can't wait. So get the tickets now, get the pre sale. Two days, you'll get the regular sale. And last but not least, we have a hotline. And, So the hotline, let me give out the number because I'll say it a couple times so you can save it in your phone. We said people need to save it in their phone as a guy or someone, I won't gender it, but there's someone you're dating that, you're, that you shouldn't call. So the number is 212-589-8903. That's 212-589-8903. So we told people to... Um, to save the number in their yeah. phone as J and J, and instead, if you want to text your ex something that you probably shouldn't, we said to text us instead. And the yeah. first text we saw, we both saw it, and we were like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like, which is actually just goes to show how useful the text yes. message hotline is because you probably shouldn't send this text to an ex. No, um, do you want to read it? I'll Can read you it. read it? You read it in the way she said it because this this has energy yeah okay fuck you (laughs) you really fucking hurt me and it made me feel used and like a placeholder maybe one day you'll take time to look in the mirror and realize how empty you are and work on yourself but until then enjoy fucking your next placeholder wow okay that is great reading thank you wonderful (laughs) Um, i've written a text like this but i didn't i probably haven't sent it I don't think. Actually, maybe I, I have sent it, but like, I've I I probably have written this text at twenty two. Yeah, I I mean the placeholder. It is. It feels very much like they've found some lingo that they've really held on to. They're like, ooh, placeholder's a good one, you know. And they use it. They use it twice. Twice a double placeholder, and feel used is something that I'm sure hit the guy hard. I I have to well assume i've you know it's interesting the idea of feeling used because i felt used i think in breakups Mm. before too because i do think there's a sense of if you're continue if you don't end it before and again i understand that not everyone can end a situation literally the moment they feel like they know it's ending but i think there is a sense and it's probably sort of a projection of like just a feeling of of rejection and of of pain but there is a sense of like i was like delusional and you were just you you didn't actually even like me and you don't care about me this was just like you using me until you found someone better you know it it, the i agree that's happening i think (laughs) when someone says you used me it sometimes doesn't acknowledge that everyone is using everyone until they you know, in some way or another. 
whether it's emotionally, physically. You know, physically it feels, it is what you your brain goes to right away because it's, you know, that that's what that's a situation that feels evil. You know what I mean? We right. think of the worst possible version of using someone. But like, you know, texting with someone every day that you really just like texting with, that's a version of using someone. You're using their yeah. time. You I know, mean, the, going on a date with someone when you're really, you're like, I'm not ready, but I need to get back out there. Well, whoever you're back out there with, you're kind of using, you know, so it, it, there's levels of using. So, you know, what gets interesting with the words that this person's using is, you know, using the word I feel used and placeholder, it goes to the most dramatic place. But if we chopped it up and looked on the inside, we'd be like, well, there'd be a lot of that. But right. it's almost well, like you, using a, a word weapon is, is no, I what agree. I would call it. Well, if you break down any intense word it usually Mm. can be broken down into things that don't that aren't quite as loaded as the word that's used right i mean Um, we see that a lot in dating i think that but i do think that hurts dating a little bit like i think what this person's doing is trying to hurt the person as much as they've been feel as much as they feel hurt well they're trying to villainize them yes and 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 i'm like listen from the other side of this text i would if i got this text i'd be like oh yeah i (laughs) Oof. You know, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, you would, um, you would, you would dislike it. <laughs> I would dislike. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god, there'd this? be nothing more infuriating than someone just disliking that text. Boop! Just that. <laughs> Hit it with the thumbs down. Yeah, I, 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 because I look at something like this and I'm like, I would take this to the, you know, I take this to the workshop. I would, because I'm, I'm thinking of like what I would do. Would I learn from this text? One, probably not. Because I would find ways to rationalize it into I'm the good guy. Okay. You know, where I go, well, no, that's how you date. This person assumes that any date you go on means that we're together and I'm trying to, how am I supposed to know if I like them? Whether if I don't date first and get to know them and, you know, and make out and have a sleepover. That's how I get to know someone. Like, I could see, and I'm, listen, I'm making a lot of, we don't know the story here. We have no right. idea. I, we I'm only just have the end. Myself, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, but we have, uh, you know, everyone makes the story about themselves. So you go, and no one, if you're out there dating genuinely, people don't think they're bad people or they're doing it wrong. They're just doing the best they can. Right. Now, we don't know, you know, because when you say I feel used, that puts people into this position of like, well, that I was somehow smart enough to manipulate you and you were not smart enough to realize uh, that right, the delusional the, thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, th- and that puts us into cliches of like the emotional woman who doesn't understand anything. And the, you know, and the the cliche of men being this like barbaric, like I just got to get the sex no matter what. You know, like it doesn't. Yeah, and usually they, it's something in the middle of that. Totally. Right? Um, I guess the question more lies in like, there is a line, and I think obviously when it's extremely clear, most people do it, of like this person and I are on totally different pages and I mm. know it and they don't and I'm sort of taking advantage of the fact that that they that I know that they think that it's going somewhere. Right. Totally. Or, you know, I I, I, I think you're right and I think I mean, I'm defending the uh, everyone is on the side of this person sending the text. Not like necessarily. We, I think, that, I mean, I see that and I've been someone who's wanted to send that text and I know yeah. how I was in that 
moment. And I, well, I, I'm, I obviously don't know the details, but I think you can look back from a state of like not being lo- like full feeling fully like loaded in, in the situation and look back on that and say, okay, like this was more about me than about them. Or, you know, I obviously feel bad for the pain this person's feeling, but like if they broke it down, I do think just like myself, when I look back on really strong feelings I I had towards people who I felt hurt me, if I really broke it down, I look back now and I'm like, okay, they weren't like, they're not a bad person. Yeah. But I guess it's, it's interesting that like that person, like the, these words are weapons. These yes. words are meant to hurt. Of course. So it is funny that like, if you say something that's meant to hurt and you know, I could see in a world where this guy, he's like, no, every time you, I want to hang out, you say yes. So we hang out. I didn't know that you wanted something more or like, I kind of thought we were on the same page. And then, you know, I, I, you know what I mean? Like there's a scenario where that's a, that's something that could be happening. And then the other person goes, you used me. And then you go, Oh fuck. Um, I guess I didn't see things for what they were. And I feel really horrible. And uh, the the intention, my intentions were nothing. And your intentions was to hurt. Yeah. I mean, the idea of like villainizing someone feels like justice because Mm. it's like, I'm in so much pain. You seem to not care at all. So like, I need to level this out a little bit by at (laughs) least like creating you out. You know what I mean? Like, sort of exaggerating the injustice done so that I'm not the only person who feels anything here because that also is like a huge part of it. Like this person's just like going about their day, like, like as if I don't matter or, or as if nothing happened and I'm here just like wallowing in this pain. I mean, I'm not saying that that's, that's necessarily the other person's fault, but I can understand like the urge to feel well, to feel that way i'm with the i understand i i agree it, it, it is funny from my angle i'm 37 and i've had breakups and i've had uh, people send the text of i will never get over this and <laughs> then and now it's like years later and it's like they're walking you know i see you, you see online a picture of them with the happy family and the two kids and you're like should come things seem to be i thought you'd never get over it (laughs) yeah um you know uh things seem to turn up like uh where's my apology you know like i I don't know like there because it and you know what it does it it kind of ruins it 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 makes me believe the next people less when well i i think that you could also fully move on and be happy and still have like a feel it uh, still feel cer- a cer- certain type of way about things that happened in the past because of the way that mm. it, they made you feel not necessarily like an anger towards someone or like but just a, uh and i think that's almost a good thing because it's like when if you if you remember the only way to do things differently in the future is to remember how when you did things a certain way it made you feel right yeah so maybe they took maybe they never got over it in a good way maybe they never got over it and then they took you know the way that you're inter- the, the way that you guys interacted and what they didn't like about it and they did things differently to make sure that didn't happen to them on on their end for the next person. Yeah, I guess you, you it sounds like what you're saying is like I'm 30-year-old me because of how I felt a, at 25-year-old me. 
yeah. at 25-year-old him. And 30-year-old him is not the guy I would have had, you know, at 25. And totally. And I'm still angry at 25-year-old him, but I can hope and understand that 30-year-old him is probably better in his relationship because of the experience he had with 25-year-old me. Totally. Like that word vomit makes any sense. No, I think it does. And I mean, you've been, think about any rejection, whether it's relationship-based, if it's work-based, if it's audition-based, anything. Like, you remember the rejections a lot more than the wins because they feel really intense inside you. They feel like really shitty. So like, oh, totally. you, you carry that, you, you don't, maybe you recover, but you always think about it. Like you remember everyone who's rejected you. It's also a better story. So you tell it more. No one cares. And then they lived happily ever after. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, right. You know, or no one wants I'll, to I'll hear about the, the, all the people that you dumped or that you yeah, rejected no. <laughs> or that you fired. Yeah. No, they want to hear, let me hear the gossip. Let me hear who sucks. Let me trash someone with you. Yeah, I, I totally understand you know you tell gambling stories you tell the ones you lost on the on the last hand you don't tell the one and then i won two thousand dollars and it was a nice weekend everyone's like okay great who gives no one cares yeah Yeah. so listen people if you want to send in your hate text and not (laughs) send it to the person 212-589-8903 before we get to the email i'm going to be in denver this whole weekend so if you're listening right now I added a show for tonight on 420. Get out your bongs. Glug, 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 glug. Play that Grateful Dead, you potheads, and come out. Are (laughs) you a big weed guy? No. I don't think so, right? Are you? No. I hate it. I used to to back in the day, like college and other stuff. But like now it, I took an, I I don't know if I told this story on this podcast. I took an edible and I like was like comatose. Like I just can't handle it. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, I'm the same way it's more like a sleeping pill than anything and it puts me out for like a day like it, it was just yeah. not an, it's not enjoyable for me I can understand some people like it I I, I dabbled for, just like you're saying like college even out of college like I there was a point in my life where like I'd be like oh I have a I have a a pipe on the table how fun <laughs> would that be you know anytime have it like a glass of wine and then I just that kind of ran its course for me I, yeah. I'd rather a drink I agree. That's uh, that's not my it's not my drug of choice anymore. But um, this is such a lame 420 discussion. (laughs) (laughs) But enjoy your stupid little holiday, you potheads. Uh. (laughs) Denver is going to be great, though. Yeah, I love Colorado. Great, uh, great state. And it's my first time doing stand up there. So um, it's very exciting. So 420 through the weekend. I'm coming also to Columbus, Ohio. We have also a special announcement coming up in a couple days. I know I'm not we're not none of us are fans of like it's coming, but we're going to be doing something very cool in the coming days. So. Can we mention Jordana if we're going to if you're in the Atlanta uh, area? On uh, on April twenty eighth, we are going to be on mm-hmm. the Pizza Hut struggle bus. We're That's recording right. a podcast, and then we're gonna. We hope to meet some of you guys out there because I think it's finals week there, and you guys are yeah. probably stressed out. So come by, see us. We will do our best to not stress you out further when it comes to dating. We'd love to see. Yeah, you. we'd love to get some bulldogs out there. Woof woof, and come on out. Uh, Athens is a fun town, so yeah, Have we'll been be there? there, and then. I've been once before, actually. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm excited to go back. I think you're going to like it there. It's beautiful. I'm excited to go. I've heard great things. So we'll be there Thursday, the 28th. 
come out. So come out, and then Columbus, Ohio, I'll be coming there that weekend, then Newark, New Jersey, Madison, Tampa, La Jolla, Huntsville, Nashville, Dayton, Albany. So jaredfree.com for tickets, jaredfree.com for tickets. Do you ever unpack, or do you just continuously pack? I I like in I unpack because I have to do laundry when I come right. back. Right. Um, I just got back with Burt Kreischer. I opened for him. The Machine. That guy's the best. Oh I have yeah, to those say. pictures looked incredible. Those it crowds are crazy. Six thousand people at Penn wow. State. Like, and the shows are. And Burt couldn't have been like. If anyone wants a podcast recommendation, the Burt Cast. Um, I've been on there before, and he's just like the best. Like he is fun in a person like we show up to bars the bar starts chanting his name he told a whole stadium of people in Reading, pennsylvania meet me at the bar and told them the bar to go to oh wow it was insane that's a different uh, level of friendliness than i will ever <laughs> ever comprehend how was sleeping on the bus um Good night's sleep? no definitely uh, not <laughs> you, you might be that's able funny. to tell you sent me the you sent me the video of the bus i go no one's gonna tidy up <laughs> there's a 32 there's a 32 year old me <laughs> yeah it's uh, it was i would say i i mean i wasn't a sleepover kid do you know what i mean were you a sleepover kid um my house was like an orphanage because we had so many kids <laughs> i have so many siblings that like yeah. you know it was always some sort of a like I just every time you bring up your 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 house and how it worked, I just imagine <laughs> you hunched over in front of a pile of your own things, hissing at the other siblings, like hiss hiss, just That's, keeping them away. It's a little bit of how it went. That's why I'm really bad. I'm really bad at sharing. Actually, I'm very bad because you would think having so many siblings, I'd be good at sharing. But I'm very like protective over my things. Yeah, you gotta take care of your own. You you don't want to constantly being stolen from me. <laughs> Yes, I just that's well. That's kind of how the sound like I was Oliver Twist. (laughs) More, more, exactly. So, I, 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 sleeping on the bus. I mean, I wasn't a sleepover kid. Like, I would be like, "Ugh, I'm so uncomfortable. I just want to sleep in my own bed." You're literally sleeping in a cubby, and they tell you, like, you know, it's not like you have your drawers with your clothing next to it your clothing's underneath the bus so like every you gotta make sure you have everything out you have you have to have like your toiletries in your cubby with you while you sleep so i'm like sleeping like with camp. my toiletries as my pillow it was like camping more than it is like traveling but the cool okay. thing is you know the bus at like the bars close at 2 a.m so we would go to the bars and then they'd be like Okay, bus is leaving at 2 a.m. and we just pull off and everyone on the bus would like have one more drink and then we'd eat a bunch of the food. They have like tons of food. It's like, you know, just everything you'd ever want on a travel day. And then everyone's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then the bus is rolling. So you just go to sleep and it feels like you're like sleeping on a plane a little bit. Right. And then you kind of feel like when you take turns, you like feel the turn and you're not sure if the turn will ever stop. You know, because you don't see it. And so then you wake up in the morning and open the door and you're like, wow, I'm not in Baltimore anymore. So it's literally like, it it, it feels weird. Is it weird to be like sleeping next to Bert Kreischer just like in your pajamas, like 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 like, t- like three feet away from his face? <laughs> I, I well, it's it's further than that. Yeah, it is weird. 
<laughs> it's weird to be like Rubies. on shelves. Oh. We're sleeping on shelves. Yeah, no. You know, like I'm across from, you know, his production guy and underneath him is the assistant. And then Sounds underneath very him is, is the other opener. And then he's in a cubby in front of me. It's very intimate. It's very fun. It's very much something I'm happy to be done with. Like I, I okay. one weekend was the perfect amount and he couldn't have been a more gracious host like the minute i get there he's like my bus is your bus um <laughs> my bus like he couldn't have been a, right you know it's like his so, house you, yeah well it is his house he's yeah. having you at his house it's all his you know and you know it's his booze it's his snacks it's his, yeah you know and you do and you have to come It'd be and funny if he him. labeled everything bert like, <laughs> i'm you know, sure there's some the people snacks, yeah. but that's but i'm sure that's how you know I kept thinking of like bands that tour this way yeah. because this is how bands tour and you're like, Oh, I can totally understand why this like would break up a band or it would make yeah. them the closest they've ever been. Like, you know, you shower in the venue. So like you, you can't even take a shit on the bus. You have to get off the bus, go in the venue. You know, they oh, have wow. signs up to where the showers are, the bathrooms, they give you soaps and stuff. Like th- it is another way of living. Like if you follow anyone that's on a tour, and on a bus like that, they are living. They're living in the same world as you, but on a different planet. It's like van life, but like for a purpose. Totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, but just a blast. But it was just. I mean, you could tell. Like I'm waking up later now. Like I, I have to like catch up. Like I feel like a shell of myself right now. You're always on the move, but <laughs> always on the move. It looks really, really fun. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do our email. Yeah, right? let's do it. Okay. Hi, J&J. Huge fan of you both and all the content you put out. I'm hoping you can share some tips for listeners like myself that struggle with not putting all of their eggs in one basket when it feels like they don't have many eggs. Or would it be that we don't have many baskets? (laughs) Is she high for this poor 20 episode? (laughs) Who wrote in? (laughs) The Riddler? (laughs) (laughs) To deal with. What I mean is that I find myself getting a bit overexcited and ahead of myself about every guy that I talk to and think part of the reason is that I don't often feel like I have many men to choose from. I am not someone that is constantly getting new matches on apps or getting approached by men out in public. 
a lot of my friends are able to play the dating game a bit cooler than I am. And I have more of the on to the next or cut him off mentality. But as a woman in a larger body slash a bit less conventionally attractive, there are not an abundance of men knocking down my door. Don't get me wrong. I know I'm a catch and I feel confident that I will find the butt for my seat one day, but I'm having trouble keeping myself in check whenever I get a new exciting prospect. I hope this makes sense and that I'm not alone in feeling this way. Thanks again. Easter basket batch. She's not alone. She's not. 100%. This is totally a normal way to feel. Um, I'm getting too ahead of, I mean, you invented a perfect phrase for it. Of the um, emotional masturbation? Yes. This is is the topic of this email. I'm emotionally masturbating. How do I stop? And right. And I think it's kind of, I think she, she puts a lot of emphasis on the fact she's, you know, I, it doesn't feel like she's very confident from this email. You know, she's talking about, you know, she doesn't think she's conventionally attractive or doesn't like her body or something like that. And like, to me, that has very little to do with it. I think everyone on the the range of sizes, shapes, every, everyone feels this way. Um, mm. And to me, that was almost like what I mostly took from this email. And I think she's almost like it. it's more about confidence, this email, than anything else. Mm-hmm. And what I would have to say, because I felt this way too, I've been like, oh, I'm like, see, I'm only seeing one guy because there's only one guy that I've really, I haven't, <coughs> I haven't met a ton of guys that I'm excited to go out with. I've only mm-hmm. met this one guy that I'm excited to go out with. Um, so I do feel overly invested in this. I do feel like I'm emotionally masturbating this in, in thing. And like uh, some people would say, oh, like I'll just just date another around, but you're kind of you get the sense of like, but what if this is like, there's so much riding on this for me mm-hmm. emotionally, and I think the and again, this is easier said than done. But the way to avoid becoming overly invested in any one person is to realize that if it doesn't work out, there will be someone else. And also, yeah. if there's no one else, that you have a great life having fun and filling it with a lot of fun things that don't involve being in a relationship. And if you are like, because that's really how you take it or leave it. You take it or leave it when you're like, I'm having a great time just doing me and doing what I like love to do and being out there and having fun and socializing with my friends. And, mm-hmm. and this would be great, but if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world because being alone is cool and fun. Yeah. Too. I, I, you're nailing it. Everything I, I agree with. Um, I just had a comic on my podcast and she, she had a great saying that I want to repeat and it's on the subject of what you're saying. Uh, and her name's Jessamay Peluso, super funny. Um, she said, "You have to, you have to be better than my solitude." Yeah, and I love, I love that. that because I've been going on dates and with very nice people. N- I have nothing bad to say, and I'm having a fine time. And you know, first dates especially are a lot of fine times, but I have a fine time alone on my phone at a bar, you know, and I ain't looking for fine. You know, you're looking for great for me again, for me. And so this person, I noticed the same exact thing as you, that she's doing a lot of excuses. She's mm-hmm. doing, um, you know, she's saying it, my body, uh, and then she's doing, she's making excuses and blaming things that are vague. She, I, right. I, I think if she read this email back to herself and or heard us saying it, I wrote down one of the lines. I don't feel like I have many men to choose from. How many men 
would be the appropriate amount to choose from. Right. You know, I don't even know what that means. I, like, what would be enough? Yeah. Uh, you know, what would be the number? 20 men, 10 men, 5 men, 3 men? Is You know, I, I... And then she writes, you know, her friends are able to play the dating game a bit cooler. Well, that's how they are to you. That's, that's what you true, know. Right. You know, the idea that they're on to the next, cut him off. That's what they say at the brunch table because it's way more fun and way less vulnerable than saying, yeah, I've been texting with a guy for a year and it's going nowhere and I just like getting the text from them. That's harder to say than cut him off. Like, okay, you game show host. Like, yeah, that's not real. So she's playing this comparison game to say, what do I do? I'm in dire straits. First of all, you're not in dire straits. Second of all, just like Jordana said, do you have a good time alone? What's what's your baseline? Right. And if How you don't, doing now? That's really what you should work on. If if there you have to is. look at if you look at your life and you're like, "Okay, I have a great life." It would be really it would be enhanced by someone else. Then I, you can date like a person who loves their job who someone asked on an interview and they're kind of like seeing like I mean it's funny. I interview a lot of people. Some people I interview, they you know, they're, they seem like it's this job or nothing. And they're like, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, they've got nothing, you know, nothing else going on. This is like, you can just sense it in their like energy. And then there's some people who interview and there's a sense of like, they love the job they have. Someone asked them if they wanted to take an interview. They're open to a conversation, but they know they've, they're not like desperately seeking, um, a position because they like, they're happy with what they have, but they're open, they're open to something else but they're also just like you you know that if 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 it wasn't a match with the interview that they would be okay and and they love their job that they have now too that's the difference that's a negotiation do you know what i mean like, yeah hey we're trying to negotiate if this is a match as opposed to i need you to hire me now you know like i right. i i like i kept i thought about this email a lot and i was like it sounds like, and I, I give this advice to myself because um, I'm trying to figure out when I go on dates, I'm like, what did I need out of this to go on a second date? You and I have talked about this off mic where I'm like, I don't know what gets me to a second date. I don't know what makes me like, cause I, I'm pretty good at. I, you know, First having dates. a fine, I'm pretty good at, yeah, and having a fine time with a nice yeah. person. There's nothing, you know, and then I go. Right. Well, you probably what? rarely go on a date that you thought was terrible. No, and that's, and that's probably a lot to do with ego. Um, maybe they're walking away being like, oh, that was the worst time of my life. I don't, it doesn't feel that way. Right. Um, in my eyes, I'm, I'm okay not being delusional and feeling like it was a good time for everyone. But I'm like, were we two friends that had a good time? Or were we two? Or were we two acquaintances that had a good, good drink? Or did we have enough in common that I felt like I need to see this person again? And I think this person, what I've been trying to do is like hang out with my friends to have those like full cup moments where you go shit. Like when I walk away with hanging with friends that I love and I know there's nothing to be gained from the. You know, I'm not here to gain anything. I go, when? What a good day with friends. And I'm like, okay, I have to remember that feeling for when I go on these dates. Because I'm trying to replicate yeah. that feeling. And that's that's me not knowing anything 
trying to figure this out for myself. Because again, I'm at 37. I, I, I see a lot in this woman in myself where you start going, I need this and I need that. And I like this and I got to make sure this. And I, you know, I'm, I'm like, does this person even exist out there? So maybe I'll just hold on to whatever's in front of me. Right. I think what you're saying, though, is like focusing on how like the interactions are making you feel as opposed to this this game of like, and this is my last shot or like, yeah, or even like there. What, what is riding on this? It's more like, do I feel good? Let me do it again. Do I not feel good? Let me not do it again. And then like also, again, with the alternative to let me mm. not do it again, not being like. Or I'll just sitting here. I'll just sit here waiting by the phone for the next person. It's like, oh, or I'll just go and hang out with my friends, or do this hobby that I like, or or be having a good time despite this. Like you know, what I mean, regardless. Yeah. Are you trying to escape a life that you don't like? Because this person won't help that. Are you okay in your own life? Yes. Then this person, you know, you don't need them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. It is interesting that they're like, what do I do? Should I go on more dates? Should I keep these dates? And it's like, it's not about the dates. It's about you. Yeah, it's about your attitude <laughs> about the dates and the way yeah. the energy that you're probably... And I think you probably she probably doesn't even realize this, but the energy she's probably going into, people can feel that. People can yes. feel when oh it's God. like, I need to just like lock this part of my life in. I mean, I've been on the, those dates where I go, no one here is ready for anything. <laughs> right. Like, this is just two people. We This ain't it. No idea you know, what they want. Right? Nobody knows what they want. Uh, and, you know, I, I do think if she hung out with her friends and felt those good interactions, she would really, in, like, it, it yeah. would show her her life is better off without the mediocre. Yeah. And obviously, it's easier said than done. But I think if you can work, if, if you can slowly work on that aspect of your life and like really building your own life that you love, regardless of whoever else is in it, then it's going to lead to the thing you want, even if that wasn't the sole purpose of it. Totally. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. Send them in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J, long time, first time, love the pod and all that you do. I'm a healthcare provider, so very few things make me squeamish, but this encounter really wigged me out. I haven't heard wigged me out in so long. Me neither. That's a very weird term. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, it's a very Gen X, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It feels very like 80s you know, teen. Yeah. You're <laughs> wigging me out, man. Right. I I often have to stick my hands or fingers inside strangers' orifices, quote-unquote holes. <laughs> orifices. Uh, or touch other body areas, so I'm very accustomed to this often awkward task since it's my job. However, the first orifice to ever throw me for a loop was my boyfriend's. About a year ago, we were in the middle of sex. It's like a serial killer. <laughs> and I, we're in the middle of sex and I feel like anyone who has had sex with a penis or a penis like object involved understands the phenomenon of it slipping out on occasion maybe a thrust sure. recoil went back too far maybe the recipient shifted their hips or whatever else yeah we've all had slippage yeah so to speak there's a slipping but the Sitch. penis came out mid thrusting we both reached to reinsert his penis at the same time <laughs> while he thrusted forward again. But in that moment, I learned an important lesson. Let the person doing the inserting handle the penis. Don't try and help them. 
while this happened, my thumb accidentally entered his urethra. Oh my God. I just caught, I, I, did you see my body just? Yeah, you did recoil. AK the pee hole and tunneled inside his penis deep enough that about half my thumb went inside him. Ah! I don't like that. For reference, this is not a hole I would ever insert a finger into medically for any reason on anyone since it's generally too narrow for fingers, let alone a thumb. Yeah, I don't even understand the physics of it. But it's also quite painful for the recipient. Yeah, I'm getting in pain from reading this. So it's a hole even if I haven't handled this before. Okay. We agree it's a hole. Yes, okay. yes, we know. Okay. <laughs> At work, we use a numbing lubricant <laughs> medication to put catheters or cameras up urethas for this reason. Lucky for him that I kept my nails short since inserting my fingers into people is part of my job. But the horror we both felt in this moment was unmatched and still haunts me to this day. I mean, haunts him to this day. When I think about how weird it felt for both of us. For both of us? <laughs> felt me... I, she had to deal with uh, him being uncomfortable. <laughs> My boyfriend's a champion, though, and was able to still power through the pain to the finish line. I, I would be like, no, this isn't the night for us. He was ultimately <laughs> fine. We've been able to laugh and joke about me entering him for the first time and taking his quote-unquote virginity in a sense. Ugh. But now, I, yeah, this is fun joke for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now I let him handle any slip-outs. Can't wait to hear what names you give this one. Keep doing the Lord's work. Uh, fingered a phallus is how they signed off. What What do you think, Jordan? Have you ever had this? I mean, I've had this, the slip-out, but yeah. not, not, the, not the, the urethra. Such. How big is this guy's penis hole? Where where is the is the the urine comes out of the tip? I haven't like I don't look. I just let it go and You don't know. <laughs> okay. No, to me it's one hole. Um Okay. But I, I just like I, look down at my own penis. But it too. doesn't it's not one hole cuz what there's a different hole for the semen, right? This is how sad <laughs> the, the American health the uh, American health, health education system is. Neither of us have any idea. I, I literally thought it worked like a gun, where like like a like a Nerf gun, where one you just like interchange two. It's the same. You thought it was the same hole. I thought so. I assume I, it can't be embarrassing. I am like embarrassed right now because I have no idea how it all works. I just know okay. come when you're hard, pee when you're soft. <laughs> we need like we need to get like a uh, fifth grade health teacher on right. here to teach us, right? I mean, the the fact that I just looked down at my own penis, like what what do you do? Like I had no idea. <laughs> How do you work? How do you're you like work? A, you're like the factory owner that's just never visited. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we just we just make cum here. I don't know. It just it comes out. Them. I don't know how it's yeah. made. Yeah. I, I I all I know is that a thumb could not fit. I, a thumb in a penis hole is just wild to me. Like, I can't believe they didn't rip the sides of the hole. I, you know, I'm going to have to look at like a uh, like a a representation online. Like, an look at Mike's penis. Thing. The next time you just <laughs> I don't want to do I don't want to look dive, at a real one for put that. Your thumb <laughs> next to the hole. I'm going to to my own. I'm going to be sitting here all day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, please don't do that to Mike's penis, Jared. <laughs> Give me my penis. Let me check this thing out. <laughs> Let's compare holes. I, I Oh my god. I don't know. This is such a I mean, this is such a weird one. All I could think of 
was calling this that's an Audi, not an Innie. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> I, I, what did, did you have any names? I just called it the dick slip. Dick slip. It was even though that's uh, not really the main part of this. This uh, the, Maddie had manhandled the pee hole poker. I mean, manhandled is good. I mean, red flag or deal breaker. Someone does this to you. <laughs> um, the sex is over for me. I'm not powering through to the finish line. It's a deal when breaker I for the thumb sex. up my dick. No, <laughs> but I, I <laughs> see. It's funny that like she's like. It's interesting that she's like, yeah, I've had my thumb up my boyfriend's dick before. You know, why don't you, they do a little anal play? Like, th- this should be the opening for that conversation. That's a fun night. Right. I would stay away from any urine holes. Or... <laughs> well, there's there's people that, like, do this. Like, there's people that... Really? Like does that feel good? I, ev- I can't imagine it does, but I would... L- everything is something that gets someone off sexually. That's I mean, so, yeah, part. some people like to be peed on. The, good so. for them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Did you, red flag or deal breaker for you? So I'm not having sex that night, but I am staying with this person. Red flag, deal breaker. Could you ever look at them the same way after you? If they did it to them? me, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's also a lot of confusion on the holes for the female anatomy too. But I know mm. that I know there's a difference. Um, <laughs> mostly because I've had a UTI before. I would say accident, <laughs> obviously. Then it's fine. If there's yeah. I would, which I would imagine it would be. Otherwise, the person's like a monster. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I would be very worried about getting a UTI from the thumb. I get very anxious about the the, the urinary hole just because of a past uh, experience with that. What do you mean? A past like your like UTI experience, oh. which is basically from bacteria getting into like your. Like, okay, so. He- I have a different red flag deal breaker. Okay. Red flag deal breaker. They finger you, but with a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the rest of their fingers? Like in a fist? Just, like in an okay? Like in an okay? Yeah. Like a high, <laughs> what is this called? Thumbs up capacity? Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't feel very good. I mean. Right? I don't yeah. know. I would say deal breaker if that was the only way they could do it. If they if they're if they're receptive to feedback, probably just a red flag. It would be like a big red flag, though. What if they're like, like, "This is how I do it." What if it feels so good, like that you're like, "Wait a minute, why are you using your thumb?" They're like, "No, just trust me." Two thumbs, (laughs) only two thumbs. It's like they're playing. It's like a Nintendo. Yeah, it's Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) They got the PS2 going on your clit. (laughs) Oh my god! I would say, yeah. Unless they have a special technique, probably not into it. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarence has a long legacy of creating industry-first, 
plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While multi-active cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com UUP and get multi-active day and night cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S.com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's uh, let's do another email. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Dear J&J, thank you for all the laughs and advice. I love listening to you every week and have especially loved the You Up With Benefits episodes. Thank you for subscribing. Thank Thanks you. for sharing so much of yourselves and being honest. Yeah, listen, people, You Up With Benefits, that is a twice a month enter into our brains, us, you know, where we are really giving ourselves over. So if you want to get become a subscriber it's three bucks a month two extra podcasts a month ad free shows you get the shows a day earlier all you have to do is go hit that button on the apple itunes uh you know apple subscribe Podcasts, yeah. subscribe or look up you up with benefits on spotify so to me it's a steal you don't have to listen to any commercials steal. or ads rather and you get the episodes early and you get like very intimate information to be totally honest. So <laughs> you're welcome for the huge deal. Yeah. The last um, one about the car. Co- I got a lot of messages about the coffee. Oh yeah. The coffee date, Good ones. quote unquote. Good ones. Nice ones. Fun if you ones. Want- interesting. Just people being like, I, I got a lot of people going, it's kind of nice knowing that you went just to have coffee as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Were well, those guys nice that texted you that? It was my mom, but no, there was no. <laughs> Very sweet of yeah. you, I guess. I don't think she would agree. Anyway, <laughs> um, now on to my dilemma. I recently decided that I didn't want to drink alcohol for a month. I don't think I have a problem with alcohol. Sometimes I do get a little too drunk. But now that I'm nearing 30, those nights are very rare. I mostly decided to because it's the worst habit that I have and doesn't fit in with the rest of my lifestyle. I exercise, eat healthy, and have generally been trying to make better choices. 
I also have anxiety, which I take medication for that you aren't supposed to drink when taking. I have been feeling extra anxious, so I guess that was part of my decision. But regardless, I don't think giving up alcohol for any length of time needs a justification. Well, thank you for the long justification even, anyway. Even though she gave a full The paragraph. most intense justification. And I'm on medication. I can't have it with my... Me- the, the medication one is the one that like, you know, it's like doth protest too much. Okay, That one's kind of like if you wanted to and it was against the medication, you'd probably do it anyway. However, my decision has really upset my boyfriend. We've been dating for a little over a year and alcohol has been a big part of our activities. For me, it was normal to be drinking a little more when we were first getting to know each other because going out to drinks is an easy day to plan and it also helped me feel less awkward. It's turned into us going out to drinks and dinner regularly every Friday and Saturday and drinking until we are at least tipsy. The fun of it has started to wear off and I'm ready to do that occasionally, but to not be expected to drink to get tipsy two nights a week. Basically, I just want a little more balance. When I first told him my decision, I can see why it made him upset because I'm essentially changing the status quo of our weekends. But overall, I was really upset by his anger because I felt like I was making a good and healthy decision for me. I didn't want much to change except the expectation of getting tipsy every time we go out. Since then, I've had a glass of sparkling wine a few times going out, but not much more than that. For me, that's the balance I wanted. For him, it's not what he wants. He says it's more fun when we both are tipsy and that I'm making our lives boring. He has said some pretty hurtful things about my decision. I don't know where to go from here. I feel like I get more anxiety as the weekend nears because I don't know what he's going to say next. It feels like a big turning point in our relationship, albeit it hasn't been perfect. This seems to be nearing a deal breaker situation. I haven't felt like I could reach out to my friends to discuss the situation because it's hard for me to talk about without putting him in a bad light. Do you have any advice on what to do or how to approach a conversation with my boyfriend about this? For context, I'm turning 30 this year. He is turning 29 and moved in together in February. We live in a big city and are both newish to the city, so we don't have a lot of friends. So it's hard for me to tell him to go out with friends instead of me because he doesn't have a good group here. Any advice or insights would be much appreciated. Sober-ish Sally. This is a tough one. Yeah. I, um, to me, it sounds like they're realizing they're not the match. And they're blaming the alcohol. Like, right. Because, you know, nowhere in this, I, first of all, the fact that he gets, she writes, he gets angry. And our relationship hasn't been perfect. And I don't want to say too much because it puts him in a bad light. Well, you that's the light that you've made for yourself. Like, I don't know. Do you know right. what I mean? Like anytime I, I think that you're kind of like you have to feel scared to say what you want to do or how you feel or what you're looking for is like not the best sign, which is what she said that she feels like anxious about the weekends because she doesn't want to like upset him with her lack of drinking to me. That's like not that's not a great sign to me. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to mean that he's like a villain or the worst or trying to force you to drink. It could be like. If you look at it in the most innocent way possible, it's like he has a certain lifestyle that he really enjoys and he thought you enjoyed that lifestyle too. And then he's realizing that your lifestyle that you both want are very different from each other. And maybe he wants to be with someone who's more interested in drinking. And that's, again, that's his choice. Everyone is allowed to have their choice and you're allowed to be with someone who respects, even if they're not on your same plane of not wanting to drink or drink less, that is cool with that and that doesn't mind mind that a, a big part of this i agree with you uh completely do you think a big part of this and i hope no one takes this as, as uh like 
to me, we don't know what's going on here. I don't like hearing the word anger, like, and just like Jordan, just like you were saying, like the idea that you're afraid and anxious for the weekend, like this, if this is a dangerous situation, you need to talk to friends and family and professionals and, you know, get yourself away from this person. But I, so I hope people don't think we're like floating over those, you know, the, the hit, the undertones of what she's saying. If we, but if we're seeing that he just gets annoyed that you don't drink the one thing I can say for him is you moved in together in February and it's now April. And it's like, I could see where he's like, I signed up for at least a year with this person. And then the m- month one, they're doing it differently than I thought I signed up for. Right. I mean, if that's the only thing that's changing is the drinking, or maybe it's kind of like, again, they've been together a little less than a year, she said, right? Oh, we're we've been dating, dating for a little, a little over, over a, a little over a year. That's not yeah. that much time, right? No, it's yeah. not. But they've moved in in February. Yeah, no, that's so, what I'm saying. Like he, I think it's it's he hasn't gotten the full context of the nuances of the person that he's dating. Clearly, I agree with because he kind of took you as like face value. She likes to drink. We go out. We get drunk. That's like what we do. And like mm-hmm. that's the life that I want to keep living. And honestly, like I can see. And this isn't to say that anyone should choose anything that doesn't feel comfortable to them, but I can see how someone who were drinking is a is a big part of their lifestyle if it's something they really enjoy and they thought they were dating someone who was who was interested in that um, and wanted to do that with them and then changed again. Maybe that's indicative of their own problem or their own um, mm-hmm. over reliance on alcohol if they're getting angry at their partner for not drinking, but. I can see how they're like, this is my lifestyle. This is what I do. I don't have to, I also, you don't have to justify it, but I also don't have to justify it. And maybe we're not like compatible in that way. That's where I could see he could be on the defensive. If it's being about the drinking, you know, the other thing is like, oh, you don't like, you can't handle that. I don't drink anymore. Like his, it is interesting that like his hobby, which might be drinking (laughs) is like, seen is like it it could be made into a total negative and in his mind he could be drinking a normal amount going out to dinner with friends and having a normal amount of drinks and he's being made to be this villain for enjoying something that he's always enjoyed and that's why you guys are living together yeah and i think it's kind of like it doesn't have to be this like evil thing like it could it definitely could be and if it is like she would know more than we would but if it is i I think in the most innocent um version of this you replace drinking with anything else like let's say it's like eating unhealthy spending a Mm. shit ton of money like any habit that someone kind of like overindulges in that they thought the person that they were with was sort of on board for and then they're no longer there. It just kind of is like showing you a little bit more about who a person is. And that's why we date. We date to find out who people are before we fully commit to them for life. And it seems like you both are finding out that you might not be as compatible as you thought. And And also that you might not communicate about your incompatibilities in a way that actually like is leading to you guys having a healthy relationship. So that happens. I, I totally agree. And I think they're doing, they're putting it on the alcohol or she's putting it on the alcohol because she's like, well, we just moved in in February. You know, we're right. a good couple. And it's like, I can't, you know, the idea of like, I'm writing in to see like, how do I get them to understand that I don't want to drink as much? It's not about that. It's how do we come to the conclusion that 
hey, maybe we're not the match. And we're finding this out today with some other things in the way, like a, you know, a lease. Yeah. And I think you know? a lot of the, there's a lot of other factors that probably go into that too. Like she said, like neither of them have many other friends in the city. Mm-hmm. You can now look at your, did we rush into this because it was easier than going out and meeting people and creating a life outside of each other? Like, mm-hmm. and now, or, and now are we feeling like we have to stay together because the alternative is again, that we have to like go enter the world and meet all these new people. And we don't really want to do that, which is like not a great reason to be together. And only they would really know if that was the case. But the fact that she's like, I can't, he can't even go out with anyone else and do his hobby that he likes doing <laughs> um, because he doesn't know anyone like that to me is almost like an issue in itself. Like you have to be this person's entire world. Yeah, and she never brought up, like, the alternatives that she's brought up. Like, she never brought up, like, hey, I asked him to do this instead of drinking, and he said, (laughs) fuck no, I got my Jack Daniels. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so are you, you know, are you giving opportunities for him to say, I want to drink instead of doing... And also, like, if, if, if you're like, oh, I'll still go to dinner and have a sparkling wine, like... You know, I know if I was on a date with someone that I, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have a, and they're like, yeah, I'll just have one sparkling wine. I'd be like, we're not having the same night. I feel kind of weird. Right. Which isn't to say that you're right and they're wrong or vice versa. It just might be like, they might be more compatible with someone who drinks less. And and again, we're taking this at the most innocent form. You know what I mean? Of, of, of this situation. Yeah. I would hope that that's like an innocent sense of. And a lot of the times when someone else, if you're, again, if you guys are, it sounds like one of the only parts of each other's worlds, because you said admittedly that neither of you has many other friends in the city, then I think that it can also be taken a lot more personally because it mm-hmm. becomes like, oh, you're not drinking, therefore, because I, you're th- you, you're judging me that I'm mm-hmm. drinking and you're think, like, you think you're almost like better than me because you're not doing this anymore. You think you're like healthier than me. You're, you think you're like. Uh, you're basically implying that I have a problem because you're stopping doing the thing that we used to do together. Cause you don't need this like I do. Yeah. And I mean, another part of the email before we get out of this is just when she said, I just assumed we would drink less now that we're in the relationship. It's like, yeah, you can't just assume anything and then be like, well, we'll move in and we'll see how that works. And then go, I'm just surprised. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why people date for a while before they yeah. do anything. I mean, I'm sure when you've been in relationships, your drinking habits do change oh, from the sure. beginning to the end, but you kind of have to... And I, I remember like saying something similar to Mike after we were dating for like a certain amount of months. I was like, I can't do like the charcuterie and wine like twice a week anymore. I'm like mm. <laughs> gaining so much weight. <laughs> like... I'm down to like have fun, but like I'm trying to do that. And the person's like, yeah, I mean, in a normal situation, it's like, okay, like, cool. Like, and you know what I mean? They'll either do that with someone else or if it's a problem, then you find out then it doesn't have to be like a bad thing. It could just be like, that's again, that's why we date. That's why you date for a while before getting married. Cause you find out little things about the other person that like you either care about or don't care about. You know, that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little 
baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's play some games. You ready? I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. You can get a Let's Play Some Games mug, people, on the Shop Betches website. Definitely Great get for into playing that. some games. Great for <laughs> games. I mean, you can play it with, uh, what's the game, Monopoly Deal? You play it with Monopoly Deal. You can play it with our Red Flag or Deal Breaker game. You can play That's it right. with any game. Okay, you ready? Red Flag Deal Breaker. You ready? Yep. Hi, J&J, Red Flag or Deal Breaker. I went on a date with a guy from Hinge who worked in software sales. He shared that although he had only been at this company for three months, he was, quote unquote, really good at his job. And they already had him training new employees. He said he was training a new guy that week who apparently, quote unquote, sucked and needed a lot of feedback. He then goes, quote unquote, here, let me show you and proceeded to pull out a pair of AirPods, stuck one in my ear, and played me the stranger slash trainee's cold call to a potential customer. When the call ended, he goes, now listen to my call so you can hear how much better I sound. I'm not in sales, but honestly, these calls didn't sound that different. Also, they were each about five minutes long. We were in a loud and crowded bar. Is this a red flag, deal breaker, or a good thing that this guy is so passionate about his job? Thanks. I'd be out. I would be very turned. I'd be very turned off by that. I have to say, one of the first things I used to look for in the first few dates was how someone talked about other people, mm. and like just like the the way that they would like discuss others. I think is a very telling sign of like one, just the kind of person they are, and two, like what I mean, what they're focusing on is also crazy. Like this guy is so intense about having you know that he's better than this other person that you don't even know, like I would be out. Anyone saying I'm really good at my job on a first date <laughs> is a piece of shit. You have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ain't so. <laughs> what a weird thing. Yeah, I do my job and I'm really good at it. You know, like if someone and like- this guy sucks that you yeah. don't know or- <laughs> And now let me show you an example of me being awesome and this guy sucking. And let me show you a picture of him. Wouldn't you not want to ever date him also? You know, it's like, I don't know. There's a difference between passion and cockiness. Yeah. Like passion is talking about the positive things that you love about your job yes. or that you're like excited about your job. Not about how one, how good you are at it or uh, how bad. <laughs> also, let's see how it. good you are at it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like who knows if you're good at, it? you know, show, win some tell. awards. Yeah. Show don't tell. This guy's in the show, you know, the, the, the tell me zone. Like I have people that are like, you know, I get people all the time. Are you funny? And I go, I say the same thing every time. No. And then that's yeah. it. I and mean, then like. If you have then, to, that's what I'm saying. If you had to say it, then like it probably wouldn't be true. I, I remember well, people used to ask me that. Be like, well, like, 
so you think so, so do, they, do you think you're really funny i'd be like um it depends who you ask yes <laughs> <laughs> i sometimes i'll say depends what night but like sometimes they don't even get the joke that you're trying. Like you're when you say depends on who you ask, you're letting them off the hook. You're basically like, well, that's a way of move diffusing on. the situation yeah. and having exactly. them move on instead of like yelling at them. <laughs> I've had people when they go, "Do you think you're funny?" I'll go, "Not really," and then they go, "Well, come on, you must think you like you're funny. I'm sure." And I'm like, "Well, it'd be," and then you have to be like, "Yeah, it'd be sad if I was doing a job I couldn't do." <laughs> you know, like. Right. This is my job, but like, you know, get the hint. I'm trying to get off of this subject. This is stupid. That's why they do the depends who you ask, because it like yeah. there's nowhere for them to really go from from there. <laughs> well, you must be. They must all think it's like uh, get sure. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, let's do <laughs> another. All right. Hi, J and J. Let's play some games. Let's play some <laughs> games. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag or deal breaker? You were watching the White Lotus with your boyfriend when the guy's mom shows up as a surprise on their honeymoon, and your boyfriend says that would be so much fun. For context, we were watching, and when the scene happened, I literally groaned and said, "Oh my god, I would die!" And my boyfriend said, "I would love that. It would be so much fun." Simultaneously, <laughs> I <laughs> awkward. I asked him if he was being serious and he said, yeah, it would be nice if she came on our honeymoon. Just a quick check-in would be okay. I don't see a problem with it. And I think it would be a lot of fun. So, yeah. What do you think? It's funny. I knew your answer before before you even give it. I mean, a quick hello. She happens to be there in the Maldives. In what we had. That's the, what I'm like. That, the, the, the quick check-in, it just shows a... A little, well, now you're finding out, like, does he want to do his honeymoon at Ocean City, Maryland? Like, what's the plan? I mean, right. Like- <laughs> yeah, that would be my bigger concern. It's like, where do you think we're honeymooning that your mom yeah. would just be, like, randomly popping in? Just um, a little check-in. Jared, did you not have this exact sort of situation for a vacation that you were going to take with an ex of yours? <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, it's not the honeymoon. To say on the honeymoon... <laughs> To say on your You're honeymoon. Like, if it's a regular vacation. Well, listen, I would have no issue going on vacation and being like, yeah, my mom and dad want to come. They're going to stay at a different hotel. They'll be there. Like that okay. would be different to me. And I'd be like, yeah, that'd be fun. If it's a honeymoon and mom's going to check in, I'd be like, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would say first trip and honeymoon are definite no's. Any mm. trip in between then is if it was like our first couple's trip and you were like, okay. oh yeah, I told my mom and she's going to, they're actually going to like just cut They thought it was a great idea. They ca- they'll come. We'll get dinner with them. I would be yeah. like, it's our first trip. But See, like, I guess that matters. I have been one to be like, yeah, my parents are going to be at the same spot. They're, they're down. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> the honeymoon, no. Most, I agree with you, mostly because it would be, um, I would be worried that they would want to go on a shitty honeymoon. Yeah, they, yeah. The idea that mom could check in, like, White Lotus is a specific situation where she was, like, loaded, right? Yeah, and then she, she also, I'm like, also, if she was paying like the mom did, I'd be yeah. like, cool, she can stay. <laughs> Should we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Red flag or deal breaker has an oddly specific Chipotle order. 
All right, we're going to read this convo. Okay. You'll be him. So I'm him. Yes, okay, but I have a picky order, LMFAO. LMAO, what? Okay, what is it? I want a bowl, white rice, black beans. Ask for steak, and after they pour the s- pour, then ask for double steak. Hold on, I... <laughs> I want to make sure I read this correct. I want a bowl, white rice, black beans. Ask for steak. And after they pour, then ask for double steak. Fajitas on it, and then a side of fajitas. Tomatoes and sour cream on the side. Tomatoes on the side too, or just the sour cream? They usually go soft with the tomatoes. See how they do LMFAO. So see, they usually go soft with tomatoes. So see how they do LMFAO. Do them on the side to be safe. And last but most important, four small tortillas on the side. LMFAO. You're actually insane. I told you it was a lot. LOL. It's very simple. LOL. Okay. Here's why this is a red flag. And Mm. it's not because he's particular about the order. It's because he's too cheap to just order two. Yes. This is like a scam to get them to give them more of each. I think I saw this on TikTok. Like there's this hack that you can get like fajitas on the side. You get the fajita on the side and then you can make your own burritos from the bowl. Yeah. It's like just order a fucking burrito. Like this would be a bad sign for me for how much they'd be spending on our date. Well, I knew he was cheap when he says ask for steak and then after they pour, ask for double steak because he's afraid that you're not getting a full pour when you say double steak to begin with he's trying to manipulate the um <laughs> the servers at chipotle um i mean it wouldn't be a deal breaker but i would be like especially if he was joking ish i would be like i guess kind of okay with it but it would be a sign of cheapness to come to me this is something i understand but would never do with someone like over the phone i would have to do it in te- person i wouldn't like tell the texting. anyone yeah, yeah yeah i i would have to be really I'd be like i'll get it i'll pick it up like yeah. my family does a version of this, okay? When we go, there's a place at home, but now it's more national, Legal Seafoods. You ever been to Legal Seafoods? No. So it was like a chain <laughs> I know, I know place. what it is, so yeah. So you know Legal Seafoods. Legal Seafoods like an upscale mm, Red local. Lobster. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Red Lobster. Not really, you know, but I, if you know, you know. Okay. But Legal Seafoods is a seafood place. Legal was a big enough corporation where they had very strict rules with how the waitstaff did stuff. So we kind of, my family kind of recognized that. They, if you, so if you got a main dish, so if you got like the Atlantic salmon, it came with two sides. If you ordered a side, if the two sides came on the plate and you said one of them was wrong, they, the, every waiter or waitress would go, keep the two sides, I'll bring the third. Every time. It was a corporate policy. Oh, wow. So we realized this. So my family, when we'd go to legal, you would go, I'll have the salmon with the rice and the broccoli. And then it would come out and then you'd go, I'm so sorry. I think something got screwed up. I actually got, the seaweed salad not the broccoli and then the waiter every time would go keep it i'll bring out so now you get three sides 
Yeah. So this was, I don't know if I, have I told this here before? You haven't. So this was such a thing in my family that we all would order and my dad would be like, okay, what's everyone going to get for the third side? Like we would all, so all four of us would legitimately look at a waiter and go, you screwed up. And like, (laughs) you must be on the list. You must be on the blacklist. (laughs) I think after a while, the breeds are here. uh, Yeah. Watch out. They're going to, but it must've been such a mind fuck to the waiter or waitress or the wait staff. When you're like, um, I don't know how I fucked up all four dishes. I would never you, do that. Would you tell someone that you were dating this? That This is what I keep thinking during this. Because yeah. the whole time I'm reading this going, this is very much the legal seafood scam that yeah. my family was pulling. Like we had the same mindset. Right. I mean, I have a, one of those too. I have a hack, a Starbucks hack, because What's I that? like it very cold. So I like a lot of ice. So mm, I'll order a grande in a venti cup with extra ice, which is basically just a venti with a lot of ice. But like yes. you're paying the grande price, but also like they put oh, no coffee in there. So I feel like you, I'm entitled to a, the larger cup. You're entitled. That is, that, that is a rightful hack. Like I my so. hack actually makes one, we're, we're gaslighting the wait staff. Yeah, your hack isn't a great look for the Jews. <laughs> Can I say that? It's okay. Say that. <laughs> it isn't a great. The Freeds having a <laughs> trying to get their extra. <laughs> All sides. four Freeds have gotten the wrong yeah. set. Need an extra. <laughs> I mean, we used to go to legal so much. Like we had the card that would be, get us to like cut the line. Like oh wow, you know, we, so you were you okay. Know. So you just kind of took it as like your your frequent frequent uh, user perk that I they mean, didn't. You approve. had to go a lot to to realize this fault in their system. So right. like none of us would order an, uh, the side that would come off the plate because if you ordered an off the plate side, they'd go, oh, I'll just bring it to the back and we'll bring you out the new side. Right. So you had to get on the plate sides to get the third side and then you're gold. I don't know if you could still wow. do it. Maybe they've changed policies, but. You guys are really running a scam over here. Yeah, Impressed. so I, I see eye to eye with this guy, but I think he, he let the cat out of the bag too soon. Yeah, I wouldn't do that before like I was like fully dating someone. Tell them that. <laughs> he like, is in the picture with her in the the text, so maybe they are close. Oh, yeah, maybe it's her boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Right. I guess we will we will see. Anyway, <laughs> that's our show. We did um it. we will we did it. We solved dating and um the issue of how to get more sides at legal seafood and <laughs> Chipotle. And we will be back on Sunday for more. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.